Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, July 20th. I'm Wayne Pratt. The first day of school is five weeks away, and there's debate over whether students should go back or continue to learn online. Teacher Ann Cummings says she misses being with her students. And then immediately, every time it hits me like a brick, I don't know what it's going to feel like to return. Teachers share their thoughts on going back to school. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney will have that report in just a few minutes. Remote online learning will continue to be a major part of school throughout the St. Louis region this fall. Districts begin releasing their back-to-school plans today. Many will give families a choice. Come to school a few days a week and be online for the others, or select a fully online learning platform. Paul Ziegler is the chief executive of Education Plus. That's a collaborative of the region's school districts. He says more robust online curriculums have been developed compared to when schools first closed in March. It happened fast. People did the best they could. But given time, educators have always found a better way to do what they're doing. And I think that's happened over this summer. It still won't be perfect. Missouri Governor Mike Parson has pushed for schools to reopen, saying it can be done safely. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page says having schools open will be necessary for some families. But I also want to emphasize that I strongly encourage each school district to offer a virtual option to parents this fall. Several teachers unions in the area are calling for schools to start fully online because of the pandemic. At least Ferguson Florissant and Maplewood Richmond Heights are considering such a move, but they will decide later this week. Missouri's political leaders are mourning a civil rights icon and Georgia congressman. John Lewis died Friday. He was 80. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on how Lewis touched the lives of Congressman Lacey Clay and his family. Lacey Clay says that Lewis forged a friendship with his dad, former Congressman Bill Clay, in the 1960s. That's when Bill Clay was advocating for civil rights in St. Louis, while Lewis gained prominence as the chairman of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Lacey Clay said on Saturday morning in Pagedale that Lewis leaves behind a mammoth legacy on American politics and society. He taught us to stay on course and to push for change, and change change doesn't happen overnight. Missouri Senator Roy Blunt, who served with Lewis in the U.S. House, said in a statement that his former colleague had, quote, a backbone of steel surrounded by a gentle spirit. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Eviction proceedings are set to resume in Illinois when Governor J.B. Pritzker's moratorium expires next Sunday. That's July 26th. The governor had paused evictions in April to protect people who had lost income because of coronavirus. Paul Madalonis is a staff attorney at Land of Lincoln Legal Aid. He says the organization has helped Southern Illinois residents with eviction cases in the past, but this will be different. We are going to have more housing cases than we've ever had before, and and we won't be able to handle them all by any means. We weren't handling all the housing cases before. Madalonis says the governor may decide to extend the moratorium in the state for another 30 days. If that happens, he says many people will still face eviction 
when the ban eventually expires. Black people are feeling the weight of the fight for equality and justice amid the coronavirus pandemic. A black-owned yoga studio is offering a five-week wellness series starting Wednesday at the Missouri History Museum to help black people breathe through the stress. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. After watching daily protests against police brutality and racism, the collective STL's owners began to envision black people regaining their physical and mental strength through breathing. As an act of social justice, the group will host Just Breathe, a free wellness fair to give black people the space to recharge, de-stress, and exhale. Erica Harris is one of the North St. Louis Studios' four owners. She says breathing is a form of self-care and essential for black people who are experiencing stress. We're making space for people to find wellness where their wellness is not always a concern. To help people release anxieties, the series will also include bike riding and mindfulness activities. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Teachers are in the middle of the political debate over whether schools should reopen next month. Missouri Governor Mike Parson is echoing President Donald Trump and saying students need to be back in school. But many educators say it's not safe as coronavirus cases continue to rise. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney spoke with teachers throughout the region who have mixed feelings about returning to the classroom. Pulling up to Brittany Woods Middle School feels different than it used to for teacher Ann Cummings. She's been walking through the University City School since March to tend to the school garden. It feels empty. Just quiet and still. It didn't feel right. But now, five weeks before the new school year starts, having this school crowded with kids doesn't feel right either. On one hand, she can't wait to see her students. And then immediately, every time it hits me like a brick, I don't know... If we're going to be able to go back, I don't know what it's going to feel like to return, knowing that any student or any teacher could be a carrier of a virus that could make me very ill and the kids I care about very ill or even kill us. Cummings is not alone. Nearly a dozen teachers shared similar conflicting feelings about returning to the classroom and being able to stay healthy. They say they're duty-bound to educate their kids, but as one teacher put it, they love them so much they don't want to see any of them get sick. All the guidelines about social distancing, frequent hand washing, and mask wearing is fine, teachers say. The reality of life inside a school will be very different. Britt Tate is a colorful art teacher known for toting chickens and other class pets between her dual assignments at Bryan Hill and Columbia Elementary Schools in North St. Louis. But health experts recommend as little mixing of students and staff as possible to prevent virus outbreaks. None of this is going to look the same, and I'm not going to be able to hug my students, and I'm not even going to be able to bounce around and wander into classrooms. And so it's just we will not be returning to anything that resembles normal. Tate hopes she doesn't have to pick one school over the other. But worse, she worries art, music, and other specialty teachers will be deemed unnecessary, especially if schools have to close again. Teachers say it'll be hard to enforce all the health guidelines while still creating a positive learning environment, especially for little kids. How much time and energy do they put into proper mask wearing and no sharing of materials, or keeping kids six feet apart? For many, it's a nightmare scenario. 
Last week, nearly 200 teachers flanked St. Louis Public Schools headquarters with signs and a protest organized by teacher Ribbon Williams to demand more input in crafting plans for returning to school. We don't want to be frowned upon for considering our own livelihoods right alongside with the lives of our students. District administrators say they're listening and they're investing in sanitizing supplies and equipment needed to keep schools clean. SLPS has purchased 10,000 liters of hand sanitizer, thousands of masks, and thermometers for every building. It's also trying to fill a shortage of school nurses. But teacher Grace Hogan, reached on Zoom, is skeptical there will be enough when hundreds of millions of dollars have been cut from the state education budget. I just don't see how we are going to operate, particularly with less funding than ever, at a level where we have PPE for everyone, where restrooms and janitor's closets are stocked. As cases of COVID-19 increase in the St. Louis area, school boards and administrators are considering scaling back in-person learning options. Angela King is starting a new position teaching elementary school in Clayton. She says by the time her old school closed in March, she knew her students pretty well. Starting the new school year online with new kids will be more difficult. I don't know how easy it'll be to build a relationship like through a camera through a screen. It's a reality that school and childcare needs to resume for parents to be able to fully return to the workforce and the next generation of workers to be properly educated. Teachers don't disagree, but they point out that first, the pandemic needs to be contained enough for it to be safe to go to school. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.